Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for coming out today. Um, Thank you for those online who are joining us. And thank you for those flowers. Um, Definitely my colour. Five years. Uh, It was five years this day, literally today, that Charlie, Pastor Charlie and myself were prayed in to the church and um, Pastor James and Annie handed on the baton. Um, And it's been a big five years. In that five years, we've had lockdowns, COVID, we've had bushfires, we've had floods, we've had a baby. We had a baby in that time. We've, uh, yeah, we've had new people join the church. We've had, you know, God doing some incredible things in people's lives. And we are just so thankful for you as a church family. So thank you for your support and love over these past five years, for your encouragement, for your text messages, for your Facebooks, for your, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but back when I was, um, you know, for just standing with us, for believing in the spirit of revival that's over this church, for not giving up when others have given up. Um, We really love and appreciate our church family. And we just want to say thank you to you as well, because the body of Christ is made up of individuals, and that's you beautiful people. So why don't you turn to your neighbour and say, you have a great smile. <laughs> if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to 1 Corinthians 14.12? 1 Corinthians 14.12. This morning is going to be quite a practical service, um, so I'm going to be sharing for a couple of minutes. Then we're going to do a practical exercise. No, it's not exercises in, you know, not doing jumping jacks or something, but we're going to be doing a spiritual exercise, and then we're going to apply that at the end. Last week, Pastor Joel spoke a great message starting a new series called Building Up, and our heart behind this message is that we would see the people of God activated in their God-given graces and gifts. My job, Pastor Charlie's job, is, is to equip you for the work of the ministry. The challenge is that a lot of us have grown up in a culture where the pastor does the ministry and the people listen, but biblically it's actually my job to equip you to go out there and be the hands and feet of Jesus, which is so much better. Um, And so we're starting this series um, under the covering of the favour of the Father and realising this morning afresh that every gift that you carry, and you all carry gifts from God, is actually a reflection of his favour in your life. And as you outwork those giftings, you outwork the favour of God in and through your life. And so... Yeah, I just encourage you. Last week, uh, Pastor John, if you missed it, go on, listen to our podcast. Might even be better to go on and watch the service because he went through, how many were there, 23? 21 different gifts the Bible talks about and he literally went through each one on the screen, definition, scripture, and the idea was where do you fit in that? It was a lot of information. It was probably a 20-week series in one 
Um, so lots of photos were taken of the screen last week. But today it's now going to be a week where we actually talk about um, more in depth what do you carry individually. And then next week we're going to be focusing on the word-based gifts. The week after will be action-based gifts. So next week is going to be very prophetic. Um, it's going to be very um, how do you work in this in the words-based gifts, things like encouragement, prophetic, words of knowledge, words of discernment, um, teaching, preaching, all those types. And then you have another side of, uh, of it, which is the week after that, which is practical gifts like hospitality, helps, things like that. So you might fit into a bit, bunch of those or a bit of both, but next week, get ready. If you want a prophetic service, I'm going to be teaching on the prophetic next week in particular. So make sure you come along. Even if you don't feel like you're wired that way, come along just to, just to learn because if there's anything Charlie and I carry, it's probably the prophetic. And so it's probably a bit of our grace zone. I would say one of the spiritual gifts I carry is the prophetic and same with Pastor Charlie. So receive that off us. But it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 12, it says, So it is with you, since you are eager for gifts of the Spirit, Try to excel in those that build up the church. Why don't you say, build up the church? And sorry to the slide, people. I put the slides up. That's an added scripture, so don't be worried about that. So we see here that God gives gifts to each of us. Why? To build up the church. Let me ask you the question. Are you a church builder? Or are you someone who just watches the church builders? Or are you a church destructor? Because they all exist. And they actually all can exist inside the church. And I look at people's lives. I remember somebody uh, gave me a, a thick document once they wrote up to do with ministry. And they said, this is how you do ministry. And they put it on my desk. And I looked at them and I thought, you have not discipled one person in your whole life. Why would I ever listen to you? That's exactly what I thought. Because you can know great theory, but where is your fruit? By their fruit, you will know them. Jesus said, look at the fruit. Look at the fruit of people's lives. It's okay to look at your neighbor's fruit. It's okay to look at your family's fruit. Look at your own fruit. Where is the fruit of the Spirit? You know, where, where is the fruit of the Holy Spirit in someone's life? Is it flowing from them or is it heavy on building when it comes to theory but not so good with actually building with practical things? Can I hear an amen? Hey, you're talking to a PK, a pastor's kid. I've been in church for 38 years. Nothing surprises me anymore. I've seen most things in the Australian church. And one thing I've noticed is there are people who build there are people who watch and critique and there are people who destroy. And I want to be someone who builds. I want to be someone who understands that God has given me gifts and talents that I can use to build up the body and to build up the church as the Apostle Paul tells us here to do. But I think we don't build up sometimes because we lack confidence, because we think, oh, I don't have anything to give. But you know that you will come most alive when you work according to your giftings. Good preaching. You will come most alive when you function out of the river of God in you. 
And so we have to be great at discovering the rivers of God in us, living water, and we have to be great at seeing that in each other. Can I hear an amen? amen. We have to be good at this. We actually have to be really, as a church, really intentional about when we speak to each other, when we spend time with each other, going, how do I cause God's river to flow from this person? Can you imagine how healthy a church will be when the people in the church go, I want to try and draw out of each other the goodness of God, the river of God, the things of God. Who wants to be a part of a church like that? Well, that's actually, the, that's, Pastor Charlie and I said, that's what we try and are trying to build as a church. We want to be people who are intentionally drawing out the things of God. Since you are eager for the gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. Each of us carries God-given gifts that he has given us according to his good pleasure. Just as a dad loves giving gifts to his children, so the father loves giving gifts to his children. I love giving gifts to my son. It's a joy to me. On Saturday morning, we have a thing called the, our family breakfast, or as my son calls it, our family breakfast. And tomorrow morning is our family breakfast, and we say, yeah, it is. And, and the last couple of times, my son and myself, who if you're new here, my son's three, and I put him in the car, and we go around the corner to the corner shop, because we still have a corner shop where we live, and we yesterday got some juice, orange juice, I think, for the family breakfast. But of course, they put all the lollies on the front counter. And of course, I'm a softie, so I let him choose at 7 a.m. on a Saturday whatever lolly he wants, as long as it's under a dollar. That's my only thing. It has to be under a dollar. And of course, he chooses the lollipop, the chubba chub. So, hey, yep. And I know that when he comes home with a lollipop at 7 a.m. on a Saturday, his mother is going to have words with the holiday boys. And without fail, it happens. And without fail, we keep doing it. <laughs> Although this time, I managed to get him to wait till after he finished his toast before he ate his lollipop, whereas the time before that, he was just sucking away that lollipop all Saturday morning. Forget about the breakfast. So we, we won that one. We got that over the line. But I just, I love giving gifts to him. Like I can't, it's because I love him. I just think, man, how, when you're three, a lollipop is awesome. When you're an adult, a lollipop is probably awesome. <laughs> so God is so much greater than that. And he gives us great gifts, yeah. spiritual gifts, not because he wants you to be a workhorse. <laughs> not because he wants you to suffer under the, the weight of your gifting. He does it because he loves you. And he's like, here's a gift, here's a gift. Here's... And I'm going to speak about quickly three ways that we receive the gifts of God, if that's okay. Uh, it says in James chapter 1, verse 17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. Every good gift comes from him. The gifts God gives us reveal his delight in us. And when we discover these gifts and outwork them in our lives, we manifest the love and the glory of God to reveal his delight to those around us. How cool. When you discover your gifts, when you outwork them, when you apply them, we manifest him. Who wants to manifest the presence of God? Well, this is how you do it. You flow in your giftings. 
you be confident, you discover them, you learn them, and then you outwork them. And what it does is it actually reveals to those around you the manifest presence of God. How awesome. So Matthew 5, 14 and 16 says, and I'm just write these down. I'm the reason why we're not all turning there. You can turn there if you want, but we just got a lot to get through. You are the light of the world. This is Jesus speaking to you. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give, and it gives light to everyone in the house. Now listen to this. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and give glory to your Father in heaven. <clears throat> when I read that, what I get from that is this. When we shine the light of Christ, and he is the light of the world, when we manifest that and we do good works, in other words, outwork his presence, outwork your gifting, Jesus says, do it in such a way that when others see it, they can't help but glorify the Father. You see, some of us here today, we don't even know our gifting, so how can we outwork it? Or we know our gifting, but we've lost confidence, so how can we outwork it? Or we know our gifting, but we don't know what to do with it. And God says, let your light shine, and it says, before men, so that they might see it and give glory to the Father. Who here wants to give glory to the Father? Let your light shine. Now, we often go, well, that's just evangelism. That's just telling people about Jesus. And yes, that's a big part of it. But a big part of it is also being who you are in him. Being so good at something and so effective and fruitful in something that he's given you that people go, wow, there's a God edge, there's a supernatural edge on what that person's doing. This is God's intention for you and I. So the question is, what are you good at? What are your giftings? What has God graced you with? And are you outworking that in order to give the Father glory in Jesus' name? When we outwork the gifts of God in our lives, we share his light with others. The fruit of his outworking will point people to Jesus. When we function in our giftings, we worship him. Pretty good, hey? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit, today. When we become confident in outworking our giftings, we actually worship him. We have to remember, all giftings are supernatural. Somebody who's gifted in hospitality and works, outworks that according to their gifting is just as supernatural as someone up on the stage prophesying. Our coffee makers, if they understand this, are outworking out of a heart to serve a gifting. They, are, they can see just as many miracles as you sip, that, sip your coffee as somebody giving you a word of knowledge. Do you understand that? It's not one is better than the other or one is more spiritual than the other and often we'll give more reverence to the person's teaching the word instead of the person serving us a coffee. Where's my food? I've been waiting for five minutes. And the people in the kitchen are like, oh, we're trying our best. No, no, let them flow. <laughs> Encourage them in their gifting. You will get your burger. It's all good. And understand that all gifts from him are supernatural. And when we activate the gift of God in our lives, we manifest his presence. Who wants to be a presence people? 
So when we activate, what does activate mean? It means literally what it sounds like. It means turning on, <coughs> turning the ignition on. When we do that, we actually manifest the presence. There's people in this place today, you have a prophetic gift, but it hasn't been activated yet. There's people in this place, you have a gift of faith, but you haven't turned the ignition yet. There's some people here, you have a gift of hospitality, but you haven't outworked it yet. How can you move a car without turning the ignition on? Again, you'd be like my son, his favorite, one of his favorite games now is to sit in our car, and he'll do it by himself for an hour, and pretend he's driving and pressing all the buttons and you know, moving the rear view mirror and, he, and sometimes he'll maybe sit with him for ages while he drives us around and it's just, he thinks he's driving the car but he's not because the key is inside <laughs> and it would be bad for me to give him the key at three years old. <laughs> Alright, so three ways that we actually receive the gifts of God. Are you ready? Here are three ways. Number one, and I'm going to put it under this title, but nature. What you are born with. Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 says, But when he who had set me apart before I was born, and he who called me by his grace, he set me apart before I was born and called me according to his grace. Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were formed, God already knew you, church. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Talk about the purpose of God. Psalm 139, 16. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. Our God is a God of intention, of purpose. Every day, every gifting. He knows what you're going to be carrying. He knows what you're yet to carry. He knows what you were born with. And, and, and any parent here knows this because, and again, I'm going to use my boy because he's just my world. And, and I'm watching him now going, what are his giftings? Like, what are his things that he carries? Charlie and I can already see it. We can see different things. We're like, oh, he's definitely got this and this. And he's had that since he was 18 months. You can already see, and some might call it personality, and yes, it is that, but part of it is giftings from God. So some things, church, you were born with. What, the question I have for you is, what is it that God caused you to carry from the moment you were conceived? The second thing is this. I call it nurture. And in 2 Timothy 1, verse 6 and 7, it says this, it's, it's Paul speaking, Apostle Paul, to Timothy, he says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through what? The laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So the second thing is this, we can actually receive God's gifting by impartation. Can I hear an amen? amen? So the first thing is what you're born with. The second one is, it says here with Timothy, the gift you received from the laying on of hands. You might have those altar call moments where someone prays over you and you receive a gifting of God in that moment. Anyone had that? 
I've had that. When someone prays for me and they decree over me, they anoint me afresh, they, they, they declare the giftings of God and I feel something shift in my spirit. It was a Paul and Timothy moment. Fan into flame the gift of God which you receive through the laying on of hands. You can call that nurture. The third and final one is this. We call, I call this the now, which is gifts for seasons. And in 1 Samuel 10, 10 says, it says this, When Saul and his servant arrived at Gibeah, they saw a group of prophets coming towards them. Then the Spirit of God came powerfully upon Saul, and he too, what? Began to prophesy. You see, there's some gifts that God will place on your life for seasons. Listen to this, it's really important. There are some seasons you're going to be in where the gift of God rests on you, but it's not actually a lifelong gift. This might be controversial. But I see here with Saul that the gift of prophecy in the moment was on him, but he was a king, not a prophet. He was King Saul, not Prophet Saul. And that's why if you're here and you don't carry the gift of prophecy, you can still prophesy. Are you getting this? If you don't have the gift of hospitality, you can still make coffees and be effective spiritually in that season. When I became youth pastor, I remember getting prayed in. I remember supernaturally feeling like a cloak was placed on me as the board prayed for me. And for that season, and that was a 10-year season, there was a grace for me to be the youth pastor. Am I still a youth pastor? No. Do I still carry what I carry then? Some of it, yes. Some of it, probably not. Why? Because I was graced for the season. (laughs) So there are some things that you will receive from the Lord for certain seasons to manifest his presence, but it might not be a lifelong gifting. How cool. Saul prophesied, but he wasn't a prophet. The prophets were coming to meet him. He was a king, but he flowed in the gifting of the prophets. So the question today is this. What is it that you can do to build the church, whether it's a gift you're born with, a gift you receive from laying on of hands, or a gift you're currently working in that might not be forever, but it's for this season? And this actually dissolves the argument of well, I don't have a gift for that area, so I can't serve. Yeah? Because what if God has gifted you for that season to bring about his manifest presence? So we're going to get to the practical in a second, and you're all going to be involved. It's going to be fun. God gives us gifts to build up the body. And it says in Ephesians 4, 11 and 13, He gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, shepherds to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for what? Building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to what? Mature manhood to the measure of stature of the fullness of Christ. Wow, there's so much in that. We probably need our theologians in the room to unpack that with us. The reality is there's so much power that happens when we actually build the body of Christ through the giftings of God. 
Does that sound okay? So again, nature, nurture, now. Why don't you say nature, nurture, now. The gifts of God that were given to you naturally or supernaturally, the gifts of God that have been imparted to you, and the gifts of God for seasons. Where do you fit in that? Where does your connect group fit in that? Now, what we're going to do is we're going to go into a practical thing where I'm actually going to get us all to do a spiritual gifts test together. So you can discover... Now, this isn't the Bible, the spiritual gifts test. Like, it isn't, like, infallible. Like, it's, it's still things that... It might not be 100% accurate, but I'll give you an idea. Is that okay? So what we're going to do, though, to make this work is who here has their phone with them or in their bag, they, like a smartphone? You're going to need a smartphone. Okay. You guys are good because you can scan this. This is a website, and if you're online right now, the website is called, and if you want to look it up on your phone, the website is called giftstest.com. G-I-F-T-S-T-E-S-T.com. All right, so we'll, we'll jump into it. Now, this, again, this gifts test isn't perfect, so please don't think it's exactly 100% accurate, but... Even if it's 80% accurate for you, then it's helpful. And if you had, who here had something come up and you're like, wow, that's left field for me. Like, okay, so what I encourage you to do is don't throw that away. Maybe sometimes, and you've got to pray this through, all these things pray through, but just make sure you say, Holy Spirit, are you trying to reveal something to me? I'll give you an example. We've done this in staff meeting this week and a couple of people got the gift of faith. And it was like, wow, that's a surprise. And I could see it on them, but they couldn't quite see it yet. And for me, it doesn't mean it's not real. It means that maybe God's got that ahead of you. And so don't just look at it as like, there are some things that you put on the shelf, some prophetic things you put on the shelf, and you say, God, if it's view, bring it to light. And some things are very evident. So just shelve it if you need to, but don't chuck it out because God might reveal it to you in time. So let's go through, as we finish today, I want to go through each one super quick. And in the context, as the writer says to us, you are giving gifts to what? To build up the church. Can I hear an amen? Because, so it's not just to build you up, it's actually to build up the body. And so we have to be proactive with taking the gifts of God and applying them. And listen, as, as, um, as the pastors here, it's so important to us to see the people of God equipped and outworking the gifts of God. Because who remembers the, the parable of the talents? Yeah? And what did the person do? What happened to the person who buried their talent? It says the master got upset. So I don't want to be part of a, uh, being responsible when it comes to you burying your gifts. Don't be a gift barrier. Can I hear an amen? Everybody, uh, to the point of, look for a way to outwork your gifts to build up the church, as the scripture tells us. Everybody should be somehow contributing according to their gifting, according to scripture. And that shouldn't be hard preaching. It's really basic. 
Okay, so let's talk about the first one, administration. Who here had administration in their top five? All right, so administration is the gift of administration is the divine strength or ability to organise multiple tasks or groups of people to accomplish these tasks. So for everybody who had the administrative gift, how can you apply that? I'm going to chuck out some examples for you, but you can work it out yourself. But how do we build the church through this? I'll give you some examples. If you're administrative, why don't we volunteer at the church admin team? It is named after you. It's the administration team. If you want, volunteer to help with admin through the week at church. Maybe if you're in connect group, ask to help with the administration of your connect group. Yeah? Help organise it. Help follow people up who are away. Help keep records. Listen, administration for me kills my soul. <laughs> Anyone else like that? Yeah. It, uh, so it, we need, my wife's better at admin for my, it's great for me. So, and I still forget where my wallet is and stuff all the time. So when it comes to your, we need the administrators. I need you. Please feel free to rise up in power in your administrative gift. Does anyone get apostleship? Yeah, it's a bit of a, more of a rare one. The gift of the apostleship is to give divine strength or ability to pioneer new churches, ministries through planting, overseeing and training. If someone carried that in our church, I would say, and maybe you do, help pioneer and run new connects or other groups in the church. Carry a parental heart in church. Listen, an apostolic person likes to start new things. You don't need to say, come on, do a new connect. They will already be trying to do it. Why? Because it's a gifting in them. The third one, and this one's a bit controversial because it's based more on Old Testament, so take it or leave it, but it's craftsmanship. Yeah? Craftsmanship is a new type of word, but the gift of craftsmanship is the divine strength or ability to plan, build, and work with your hands in construction environments or to accomplish multiple ministry applications. Anyone here get craftsmanship? Yes, Mark Webster, I can see why you got that. Yes, my wife got that. She loves setting up IKEA flat packs. I can see that. I hate setting up flat packs. They are the worst, but she enjoys it. Thank you, Jesus, for craftsmen. Now, how can you help? Well, why don't you help with church maintenance? Why don't you help building things that we need built for youth, for kids, for church? Because you guys are great with your hands. More than a puppet show. You're good at building. I don't mind paying for you. Not paying for you. I pay for my wife. I don't mind paying for the flat pack, but she can build it. Because I have a giving thing on me, so I'll give her the money to go and build things. So if you're a craft, get involved. We've got a working bee coming up. The craftsmen should be the most passionate working bee people. Yeah? The third one, anyone get discern fourth one, discernment. Discernment is the divine strength or ability to plan, no, sorry, divine strength or ability to spiritually identify falsehood, to distinguish between right and wrong motives and the spiritual forces at work in situations. Um, I have discernment in my life. Often I get discernment not to go and to say, you know, that's evil, but instead to pray. 
discerners are often big prayers because that's why God gives you discernment so that you can stand in the gap and pray for the things God gives you discernment about. Discernment is very, very important. Anyone get evangelism? Any evangelists in the house? Yep. Couple? Evangelist is the ability and strength to help non-Christians take the necessary steps to becoming a born-again Christian. How do we build up the church? Volunteer in the new people team. Help lead others to Christ. Invite people to church and to connect group. Some people are natural evangelists. Let them loose. Let them go out there because they love just some people. It's not their gifting, although we should all evangelize. We should all share the gospel, amen. But some people have this extra thing in them. They actually equip evangelists to go out there and do it. Anyone get exaltation? Yeah. Exaltation is the divine strength or ability to strengthen, comfort, or urge others to take action through the written and spoken word and biblical truth. Again, there's all these scriptures, so if you want to screenshot them, and um, or you, these are off the website, so you can go and read them. But it says, uh, so a, a, a practical application is, hey, if you're an exhorter, be the first to say thank you to those who minister. And that's hard to say as the pastor. Because I'm not saying say thank you to me, I'm saying say thank you to Ange who stood up here today. Say thank you to Joey who led us so beautifully in worship. Say thank you to the hospital team. Say thank you to the kids' leaders. Just be an exhorter. And I don't, I don't think you can over-encourage. But also say thank you to your pastors because it costs a lot to give and to minister. Look for ways to encourage others. Look for them. Be creative. Write texts, messages, cards. Be creative in sharing encouragements in everything you're a part of. Listen, if you're an exhorter, you should be the most encouraging person you know. And not just you know, but others know. So feel free to be encouragers because you build courage into people. Be intentional about it. Anyone get the gift of faith? Yeah, faith. The gift of faith is the strength or ability to believe in God for unseen supernatural results in every arena of life. Faith people are great people. They move mountains. So how do you apply it to build the church? Hey, why don't you declare your faith? In Connect Group, declare what you believe in God for. In, in Sunday, when you're fellowshipping or through the week, declare the, the, the greatness of God and what you believe in God to do. Encourage others to believe for great things. Be intentional with that. If someone's feeling down, encourage them to believe for impossible things. Faith people pray for people. They move, they step out. Anyone here get giving as part of their, any who are the givers in the house? Yeah, I've got giving as part of mine. The ability of strength to produce wealth and to give tithes and offerings by the purpose of advancing, for the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God and others on earth. So if you're a giver, be generous. <laughs> Pretty simple. Give financially. Well, we should all give financially, but if you're a giver, you just can't wait to give even more. You just want to, your purpose is to raise funds to give. Be led by the Spirit in this ministry. Hey, often that takes shape in entrepreneurial type things. We need kingdom entrepreneurs, people who are graced to actually raise financial capital. 
whole other subject, whole series we should probably look at. But you know that Paul and these guys, different people, they thanked people who gave gifts. You notice that in the New Testament? They start by saying, we thank this person. We thank this person for give their gift. We thank, why? Because they were the ones who were graced to raise the funds to give so others could step out into different ministries. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> All right, a few more to get through. Healing, any healers in the house? Yeah? The ability to act as an intermediary in faith, prayer, and by laying on of hands for the healing of physical, mental, and spiritual sickness. Look for opportunities to pray for each other and for others. Help pray for others on altar calls. If you want to help us minister every few weeks, we're going to be doing ministry Sundays. Come and be a part of that. Get training in how to work in that. I put a bit of an unusual one here. Minister, minister, look to minister healing through things like the worship team. Why? Because worship carries healing. Just a thought, something you could look at. By the way, the scriptures attached to all these if you, if you want to look on the screen or online. Anyone get the gifts of helps? Yeah, awesome. The ability to be a supportive role for the accomplishment of tasks in Christian ministry with the ability to often see the needs before others do. Anyone like that? They see needs, they see details that others don't see. You're a helper. It's a spiritual, supernatural gift. But not for you to be the critic. That's not a gifting. <laughs> it's for you to help. In our church, how do you build the church? Join the host team. They are helpers every Sunday. Help set up and pack up for ministries. Connect groups through the week. Be the help. Help tidy up. Look for needs and facilitate help. But be empowered to do so. Any hospitality people in the house? Yeah, hospitality people. They have, they have the ability to create warm, welcoming environments for others in places such as your home, office or church. So how can you help in our church? Think about joining the hospitality team. Why don't you host a connect group? Look for ways to help. Look for ways to help host people uh, with hospitality on a weekend. Why? Because that's your heart. The great thing about this morning for me is that every single one of these, I'm not having to like talk people into things because if you carry hospitality, you're like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's actually what I carry. Do I have a sweat thing at all? No? Yeah, getting a bit sweaty up here. It's a bit hot. Can we just open that? Yeah, my time's nearly up. Thank you. <laughs> We're nearly there. Intercession. Any intercession people? You guys are amazing. Strength and ability to stand in the gap for prayers for someone, for something, for some place, believing in profound results. I don't need that, Noah. Thank you, legend. Thank you so much. We're going to be launching in a few weeks a thing called a church prayer wall on our website, which is anyone can post a prayer need and then other people can like that prayer need and say we're with you and we're going to be praying for you. Does that sound good? They should get a bigger amen than that. Prayer changes things. Anyway, well, you get excited when you see it. It's really good. You really like it. Word of knowledge. Oh, sorry, intercession. How can you apply? 
Hey, listen, ask the team here what you're going to be praying for. We'll do a prayer wall soon. Pray for that. Ask your connect what they need prayer for. Be led by the Spirit and pray. Be empowered to pray. Any words of knowledge, people here? Yeah, words awesome. Strength or ability to bring truth to a situation by supernatural revelation, often accompanied by the word, a word from God. So here we go. Be led by the Spirit to share with others in order to build up. There is no point in you having a word of knowledge if you don't give the word of knowledge. It is a words type uh, gifting, feeling empowered to give words of knowledge. I do encourage you to be undercover with that. It's always good to have a pastor with you or someone who can actually help keep you covered. Otherwise, you have these spiritual cowboys who are trying to do good but actually end up doing damage. Make sure you're getting discipled and helped and accountable with that. Uh, any leadership giftings in the house? Anyone get leadership? Awesome. Ability to influence people at their level while directing and focusing them on the big picture vision or idea. How do you apply this to build up the church? Great leaders are great servants, so serve. Run a connect group, help lead a team. Oh, a few more, hey? We're nearly there. Any mercy people? Oh, mercy. There you go. The mercy people is the ability to feel empathy and to care for those who are hurting in any way. How do you apply mercy? Listen, you are great listeners. You often find a mercy person sitting with someone in church after a service, listening to someone's story. And they, it isn't a burden to them to listen because their mercy, empathy gift starts to resonate. And we need to learn to show the Father's mercy. This mercy people often conflict with other types of people, often teachers, not to pick on teachers, who get caught in the right or wrong of something, but mercy is more, mercy covers sin. Different subject, it's not an absolute statement, but you'll find over the years I've watched that happen in churches. All right, miracles. Who has a gift of miracles? Come on, be proud, be loud and proud, that's good. Miracles is the ability to alter the natural outcome of a life in a supernatural way through prayer, faith, and divine direction. How do you move in miracles? You pray for others, and I'm going to give you a big one, share testimonies. When you testify about miracles, it actually fuels fire and others to believe for miracles. P.S., every one of these giftings, the more you function in it, the more people will ignite in that gifting, especially those who carry that gifting. All right, shepherds and pastors, anyone get that as part? Awesome. They're the people who have the ability to care for the personal needs of others by nurturing and mending life issues. How do you outwork that to build the church? You help care for people. You can do that in a connect group. You help for those alone in church, for those who are away in church. Listen, the ones who are the shepherds in the room are the ones who look across the room and go, I haven't seen this person in a while. I haven't seen that. I hope they're okay. Anyone have that type of thought? Hey, you are shepherds probably. Feel empowered to get in contact with them and say, we missed you today. And that applies outside of the four walls of a church as well. But be people who are shepherded because you carry the heart of Jesus. You're, he's, he was a great shepherd in Jesus' name. 
Prophecy. Anyone get the gift of prophecy? Why don't you put your hand up high if you got the gift of prophecy? Oh, next week is going to be fun because we're all going to be fun in that gifting. It's going, to be, it's going to be some soul time happening, I think. We're going to see people flowing in that gift, which is great. The gift of prophecy is the ability to communicate God's truth and heart in a way that calls people to right relationship with Him. How do you do this? Share prophetic encouragements. Remember, we are there to build up. You are not an Old Testament prophet that prophesies death and destruction. You're a New Testament prophet that exists to build up the church through prophetic instruction. Pray for those things that you sense prophetically. Oh, we're nearly there. Who he got service as their gifting. All right, for you guys, the ability to do a small task, small or great task, in working with the overall good for the body of Christ. How do you apply that? Ask where there is a need and serve that as though you were serving Christ himself. Who do you ask? Go speak to Libby. Go speak to Mark Maharab. Go harass Pastor Joel. There's, just, there's people who know what's going on across the board. They will tell you where you can help serve. Any teachers in the house? Awesome. We're thankful for you. Teachers... Ability to study and learn from the scriptures primarily to bring understanding and depth to fellow Christians. So for you guys, if I was a teacher gifting, how can you help? Join the new Christian team. They are teaching baby Christians about the basics. Speak to Libby about that. Help share and connect group if you're a teacher. Um, minister, uh, sorry, and ministry expressions like kids or youth. But I'm not called to kids. You're called to teach. Don't limit yourself to age group demographics. My son needs to be taught the things of God. Maybe you can help in that. Nearly finished. Tongues and interpretation of tongues. Anyone get that one? Yep. So that is the ability to pray in a heavenly language, to encourage your spirit and to commune with God. The gift of tongues is often accompanied by interpretation and should be used appropriately. So how do you function in that? Listen, pray in tongues and write down interpretations. Anyone ever interpreted, interpreted tongues before? It's a really cool, I've had that, it's a really cool thing. Lastly, words of wisdom. Who he got words of wisdom? Yeah, the wise looking people in the room maybe, I don't know. The ability to understand, to bring clarity to situations and circumstances, often through the truths of scripture in a practical way. Listen, if you have words of wisdom, be led by the Spirit and share His wisdom, but please do it in love. You need to learn to share your wisdom, not force it down people's throats, but do it in a way that's loving and empowering because that will help people grow in their walks. Has this been helpful at all? Do you feel like you're a little bit more clear in your spiritual giftings? Well, let's apply it as a church and let's be proactive in using them to build the kingdom of God. Remembering that every gifting, just as I finish, every gifting is supernatural. Every gifting carries a supernatural edge. And lastly, every gifting carries the presence of God. So as we become a people who are activated in our spiritual gifting, we manifest his favour we manifest his presence. 
and that is a powerful group of people. This week's Connect Group study is about this. It's a study around getting maybe some of your connected who haven't done their test before and speaking about how you can be proactive in equipping people to be outworkers. Does that sound good? Very good, Cynthia. Why don't we all stand to our feet? Come up here. And if anyone's away today, encourage them. Send them a text and say, do this gifting test. Let's get people confident in their gifting. One last thing. If you found something that you were gifted in today and you're not too sure about it, get mentored in it. Get help. Eagerly desire, the Bible says. And by doing so, we build the body of Christ. All right, why don't you, uh, we're going to pray over you blessings and send you out today. If you're here with your spouse, why don't you take them by the hand? If you're here by yourself, just lift your hands to heaven. We're going to pray blessing over you and just send you out this week in Jesus' name. Awesome. Father God, I thank you so much for our incredible church family, God, those that are here and those that are listening. And God, I just ask for just your supernatural um, empowerment as they go out in their week, especially with this knowledge of the gifts that they carry and the gifts that you've imparted into them. God, that you will give them opportunity to use them, um, to serve people with them, to serve you with them, and that they'll start to see just real fresh breakthrough in their lives with operating in the gifts that you've given them, God. I pray for protection over our church family as they go out through the week. Pray blessing over them and encouragement in your mighty name. Amen. God bless you guys. If you want more prayer, come down. We'll pray with you. Otherwise, have a great Sunday and use those spiritual gifts in Jesus' name. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.